commencing operation promotion. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, share with your friends, and leave a like below for a chance to win with our current art raffle giveaway. The prize will go to one lucky winner on August 8th, 2022. Now, if you'll excuse me, as I can only promote this show so much, otherwise I may suffer a system malfunction. Let us continue on with the show. Hello and welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 Continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Computron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Transformers Redemption of the Dinobots. And as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read these comics already, we highly recommend you go back, read the 45 pages that is this comic series then listen to the podcast now onwards both computron and myself have read this series already but this is kilobytes first time and we are excited to hear his thoughts and ideas and theories hmm but before we can do that computron do you mind telling us some facts and trivia about the comics yeah uh this is a tip you know relatively short one because it's only like you said 45 pages so uh there's a total of just one comic uh one issue for this comic uh, it was released October 28th, uh, 2015. The writer was John Barber, and the artist was Livio Remandelli. All right, so for trivia. Strafe is named in homage to Age of Extinction Strafe, a two-headed Dinobot from the live-action movie Continuity Family. That version of Strafe had a flying beast mode because he was an active replacement for Swoop among the live-action Dinobots, but since Swoop is still part of the IDW group, this strafe gets to have a land-based beast mode instead. Secondly, this issue includes the first time we physically see Shanix in the IDW continuity as a pile of golden, and I'm going to air quote this, tokens. Right, that's probably pretty much it. Like I said, it was a really relatively short one. So, Mr. Keelbyte, do you mind giving us a short summary of these comics? We'll do. Uh, the Dinobots are hired for a dangerous secret mission into the Cybertronian wilderness to help deliver a cargo that may hold the key to both repopulating the planet and to slug re-evaluating his worldviews. On this week's episode, we're giving a shout out to Wheeljack's rear bumper. Thank you so, so much. You are awesome and we love your username. Uh, please give them a follow on Twitter at Jacks underscore bumper. And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. Fan. Fantastic. And listeners, be sure to stay with us till the end to learn more about the current giveaway. Are we ready to continue with these comics? We are ready. We start off with the Dinobots, mainly Slug, getting into a fight with some Kaminoanians that are very excited to meet the Living Prime. The Living Prime. Thoughts on this situation and Slug's um, anger issues? Uh... He needs to stop, uh, like, slow down on the drinking. Uh, yeah. Him too much. He seems like somebody you want to take to a party for sure, huh? 
Mm, sarcastically. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he's really good with these? I think the Earths call them fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> is that the is that the spicy one? Yeah, I think so. So I'm told. <laughs> Makes you breathe fire almost. Almost. Eventually, the Dinobots are given a deal, a pre-war minted Shanix in exchange for their expertise in being guards to safely protect a traveling package of unknown sparklings, or unborn sparklings in this case. What were your thoughts, Computron, when you first read these comics about this, um, not necessarily a heist, it's like just a road trip my original thought was after since you know i believe it was told way back when uh when there wasn't any more sparklings in cybertron and you know now camion the camions are bringing this in my first thought was why would you want to go out there in that complete barren wasteland to raise sparklings like the most dangerous place you could possibly think of well is it, is it as dangerous as the, the capital being led by starscream <laughs> Because that's yeah. uh, that's an easy army for him to you know grow and nurture and put in uh, ideals that will benefit his rule over the. Yeah, I guess they're stuck ruling. between a rock and a hard spot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we'll find out more bumps in the road later. But first, let's take a quick ad break. Hey, all life forms. This is Highbeam here, and I have a message for you. I'm at your local Dino King, and Beryllium Bologna Dinobot Nuggets are back! That's right, for a limited time only, you can purchase Beryllium Bologna Dinobot Nuggets! Made from the freshest minerals, both lightweight and strong alkaline earth metals, you know it has everything you want. Each nugget is formed into adorable chibi dinosaur shapes! Oh, hi! I didn't see you behind me in line. Uh, yeah, just a click. I'm thinking out loud. Hmm. Beryllium bologna Dinobot nuggets are delicious, and also, for a limited time, when you buy one box, you can get a second one free. That's two for the price of one. What? No. I think you're full of sodium salami. Nope, I'm full of beryllium bologna. You two caused me torture because you will not order. Wait, wait, I, I didn't read the rest of the menu yet. Are you serious? Raspinatron needs his dino nuggies. And welcome back. So during their transportation, the Dinobots do their best to protect and make a run-in with an old favorite, Zombie Sweeps, Bludgeon, and some new favorites, Torchbearers and Turbofox with freaking lasers on their heads what are our thoughts on this i i like the i like the variety of enemies that we found and it, it felt like there were multiple groups at play trying to have uh like achieve their goal of stealing the spark or stopping the the convoy which it didn't feel like just one enemy it felt like there's multiple in which they all were using their assets how best they could uh, and i th i like the whole all the different conflicts and especially the conflicts with slug uh, with the Kaminonians as they were going through these hardships and kind of talking and seeing his take on all of this. Yeah. It felt weird to me that the 
torchbearers just showed up and then they stared at the sweeps and the sweeps ran away and that was it. That was the torchbearers in the yeah, comic. They they get like a short little cameo <laughs> here. Cameo, wait, right, yeah. wait, cameo. <laughs> Paminonians. Huh. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that was bad. It was also interesting to see that Turbo Fox uh, feel have like emotions. Like they were talking about that in a little bit. It was just like for a brief stint that these Turbo Foxes were more advanced than the ones that they encountered, even yeah. though they had like lasers on them because they were uh, like mourning their dead and, you know, saddened that their uh, friends have died. Yeah, I like how the Dinobots noticed this, but they continue slaughtering them. <laughs> Like almost, oh, they have emotions and literally barrels through one. Oh boy! Oh, they were they were tasked with a mission. So. Yeah, I do want to mention the conversation between Slug and Swift have in the truck, saying that the bad guys did a lot of bad things. Then Swift says, "Well, you did too, didn't you?" And Slug's like, "It's not the same." But then we get like a little in his head speech bubble that says, it's "Exactly it, it the is, same. It is the same." It's like, okay, <laughs> deep thoughts here, Slug. I liked seeing uh, Trypticon's body out in the wild, just yeah, bumped over. Yeah, there's body on the side. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Anyway, like Computron and I were saying before you got to the bar, Kilo, Bludgeon shows up in this issue, and every time Bludgeon shows up in this comic book series, he looks cooler and cooler and more bad tailpipe, I don't know how else to phrase this. And he catches up to him and decides to cut down Barricade's confidence. What are your thoughts on the bludgeon scenario? That was that was a cool scene, because uh, he has, in Warstar, there's a, a black lightsaber, and bludgeon seems to have one of those, so I'm going to call it the black star saber. Uh, but I, I do like that scene, because he kind of... He slashes the truck that's going full steam ahead, and it kind of flips over like in the Dark Knight uh, Rises, I think it is, with the with the Joker. Like the truck just flips over almost the same, and it looked very cool. Uh, it feels like a very bad guy move to do. Did he did he slice the cab of the truck, or did he slice the yeah. entire truck in half? Oh, okay. He sliced the cab. It was implied that it was the entire truck. Okay, it was just the cab. Yeah. 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 What is our take on straight? new monstrous mode i wish it would have been more of a dino instead of what it is i like yeah. it i really do i like the dragon look i like the hydra dragon look i like the dialogue that they gave strafe where it's all like jig you know jig jag words and it would have been really cool if strafe could fly i get it but you know it, it to me it looks really cool i like that Strafe's face just gets ripped right in half. Yeah, it's, it's horrifying too. <laughs> I like it. it. It looks cool, but I like. I feel like giving them a Dinobot like a like a Velociraptor or anything like that would have been cool as well because it doesn't fit with the other Dinobots, which fell in well, the same ooze and turned into the same creatures, right? Like, wasn't the Dinobots the original, you know, alt modes actually Dinos? <laughs> And then they also fall into those, or they were, they they no, they were. I think they were supposed to be like tanks uh, and heavy vehicles like that. Because I think we we can see their threads, and we'll, we can put an image of that in the video. But when they fell in here, they turned into like savage prehistoric Cybertronian beast, which I could see it in Strafe. But then you know they were the Dinobots, so or they are the the Dinobots, so they need to turn into dinosaurs. But like this doesn't say Dino for me. 
So I don't know if it'll, you know, if it's if it's just because they went to Earth and in Earth they just refined it by scanning actual dinosaurs, or how Listen, they want to be below on what your opinion is. Are you Team Kilobyte or Team Computron? <laughs> <laughs> so Kilo, do you mind telling us what happens to the precious cargo that was hauled and possibly the the ending? Uh, yes, the uh, bludgeon gets pushed into the same corrupting energon that the Dinobots fell into and Strafe did in, in this issue. And so we don't see him again, but I'm sure he'll come back in an even cooler form. And the truck like flips over and looks like it almost like as, as if it exploded. And But then they also see a bunch of sparklings forming in the surface of Cybertron. So there's still hope for, for future generations to live in peace and not be part of this war and all this conflict. So the Dinobots decide to leave the Shanix with uh, Strave's partner, which I think was Swift, uh, and they tell them that, okay, it's your job to protect them. The police will come here looking for Dinobots, so we just better leave, and you can just use that cover story to protect those future generations of, of Cybertronians. Behold, Dino Daddies. <laughs> That's pretty much what's going on. So, <laughs> is there any cool. other comments? Because that's the end of my notes about these comics. Uh, I do want to talk about the Badgeless, which is kind of cool. They have like these really cool faceplates to me, but I was often confused because they way out past once they got past the Sea of Rust and into uh, like a valley. I was confused on how the Badgeless were able to continue tracking the Dinobots, but no. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if any of you guys thought the same. I thought that the Dinobots were telling the Badgeless where they were at the beginning. Because the beginning thought was they were going to take the money, turn these Decepticons in, and leave. So that's why the Badgeless showed up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were about to, they were going to betray Barricade, Swift, and Strafe by selling them out to Starscream. Before they knew oh, that there were sparklings right. in yeah. the cargo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I didn't pay too much attention. I just thought they flew and kept following them. <laughs> oh. And we, we don't see them with we don't see them with wings, but we've seen some of them that can fly. So it's yeah. kinda hard to tell with the armor on what they turn into. We'll we'll learn more. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure we will. Uh, but talking about the sparklings in the trunk, there's a scene where I got confused because uh slug uh says that they're all Decepticon sparks and he kind of summons a big burst of flame into the Oh, and the he sparks. likes the cargo. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, did that happen? Did that not happen? It's kind of hard to tell if it's like in his brain module, if he's just in, like imagining this, like something he would want to do. Uh, so that was the only yeah, part that, that part. I got confused in what was going on. Yeah, that, that was a big confusion. Me. Yep. I wish we had more clarity on that because that definitely paints a different picture of Slug if it did happen or it didn't happen. Yeah. So, Rodstar rating, who would like to go first? I, I could go first. Uh, I think it's overall it's a decent comic. It's not the best. And it surely is one that will... Uh, it's pushing the story forward a little bit, but it's not bringing too, too many uh, kind of barriers or anything like that. So, I'll give it a three. Uh, three Rodstars. Ampitron? Yeah, I'm going to jump on that and say three as well. It's almost a two and a half, but definitely for me, 
Um, you know, I, I like the uh, shape salt mode. Uh, okay. You know, like we said earlier, that confusing part kind of threw off a little bit of the story for me. So, yeah, yeah three. completely understandable. I'll probably give this a three and a half because I really do like the art. The art looks gorgeous. So, listeners out there, still go read it because the, the art is beautiful. That's where I stand. <laughs> All right. But listeners, what did you think of these comics? How many rod stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. All right. Let's move on to the next segment. We do have an update for you. Kilo, do you mind talking about your current D&D plans for the upcoming campaign? Or at least a release date or maybe a teaser? Last time I, we did an update on the D&D, uh, we stated that come out in late June uh, or mid-June, late June. Uh, but we've have had some difficulties editing and moving some sting- things around. So uh, we're hoping for uh, late July or mid-July for a, a release on it. Uh, and be ready be ready for a lot of fun. We have a lot of big bots joining the crew. Big bots. That's, that's the tease. Speaking of big bots, so you're saying mid or late July. We also have a special one-shot episode for you all. A one-shot that has a certain celebrity voice actor in it. I don't want to give away too much, but the stars will scream when it comes out. (laughs) I'm excited. So that will hopefully come out early July, just before uh, Kilobyte's new campaign hits the audio waves. All right, let's move it along. Uh, Kilo, do you have some news for the listeners about your Twitch? Uh, yes, uh, I've I've been growing a little bit. I think I have ten subscribers now, and we've had a lot of fun. We've been uh, we played some Fall Guys recently, and we played some Call of the Sea, and it's just fun to hang out and nerd out on Transformers. So if you like that and want to stop by and say hello and enjoy the fun, you're welcome to, and you can find me over on twitch.tv uh, by Kilobyte Prime. And you can catch me on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time because that's when the signal reaches Earth. You'll have to show me your matrix sometime. Anyway, uh, <laughs> listeners, we don't have any emails to read to you today, but if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com that is s-w-e-r-v-e-s-b-a-r podcast at gmail.com it's like you try to set a record every single time you do that <laughs> that's really my goal that's, that's, honestly if there's one thing i get out of this i'm gonna say that really fast are you two ready you're gonna be for blur, though the transformers volume nine i'm ready yeah i'm ready all right i'll take us out if you've enjoyed this episode consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing if you want to help out the show even further, we have started a Patreon. All the proceeds will go to supporting the show, keeping the lights on, and, of course, we have some tiers that offer other forms of gratitude such as 3D files and entry to our Discord channel where you can chat with us live. When Season 3 releases, you'll even get early access to our comic review videos a week before their public release. And as always, we hope you all are staying safe out there. Thank you so, so, so much. We're listening till all are one. Till all are one. All are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast.
You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you are interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff D&D Transform and Rollout Rise of the World Killers. Let's tune in for a preview now. Only the worthy shall pass. We've we've brought a worthy candidate. Is that your Prima voice? I'm going to edit it in post, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to sacrifice. I don't. That gives me a body. You have a body. I know, but I want another one. You want, oh my, just keep wanting, don't you? Is it weird that my sense of attraction goes for how I want somebody's body rather than just being like a conjunct Cindura? Okay, that got weird real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be hot. And- Exhilarating. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content. Link will be provided below. End transmission.